This is TF Wire, Transformers Week in Review, episode 47, recorded July 9th, 2006. Welcome to TF Wire. It's the finger holes, Ultra Magnus. We shall call you New Soundwave. It pays to get Transformers because you get girls. This is Matrix Prime. Power 64. This is Matt Spader. This is Curious Saint Transformer. Chill out. Hello and welcome to Minicon Weekly, your podcast devoted to all your small, cute, transforming robot needs. This week I am joined by Spader. Hello. And Awa64. <laughs> Who? I don't know, some guy. He shows up occasionally. Ah, uh, yeah. Sadly, Jesse Never liked not... that idiot. <laughs> Sadly, Jesse is uh, not here this week, and so I'm in charge. Uh, probably for the worse. He's been very busy editing together the anniversary edition of the show. Chew out very soon. Yep. Do out very soon. Featuring me missing episodes for no apparent reason. <laughs> and other people missing episodes for no apparent reason. And me stuck in traffic. Missing episodes. Yep. And me back in the days where I could play guitar and speak at the, at the same time. Oh, it brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, okay. on to the news. Our first story this week. BotCon 2000... BotCon 2006 artwork and a possible Megatron figure. The packaging for this year's BotCon exclusive set has been revealed and can be found at BotCon.com. The artwork depicts the Maximals and Predacons facing off in their ships as they are about to enter the Time Warp. And according to the front of the packaging, the set will include only the five figures we have seen so far, namely Primal, Rat Trap, Rhinox, Cheetor, and Dinobot. However, a few images of both robot and vehicle modes have appeared online of a remoulded Cybertron Defense Red Alert repainted as Beast Wars Megatron. At this time, it's unclear whether this is a BotCon exclusive or a club exclusive, but either way, the figure is coming soon. That, uh, the, haven't we also seen some, like, uh, we saw, like, a Waspinator, too, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we saw a Waspinator paint on a, or a repaint of him with a, with head sculpt of, um, mm. what no, was that? That was the original head sculpt on it, but... Oh, it was. It was one of the G2 basic jets. Yeah, so. one of the automatic transforming G2 basic jets too. Hmm. Oh, the ones that got remolded oh. into the Robot Masters um, Air Hunter. Exactly, and also they were uh, yeah. thrust and dirge in the Beast Wars 2 um, oh, show cool. in Japan. The one thing I have a question about is if the package is including Primal, Ratchapronix, Cheetor, and Dinobot. Why is Dinobot even in this package? He was on the Predacon ship originally. Uh, I well, think they're just trying to do a maximal team for the package rather than okay. the maximal ship, which only had, what, four people to start with, plus the stasis pod? Yes, yes. But they've but, got uh, around that, though, in the cover artwork by having a picture of a Dinobot on the screen in the command deck, uh, which I, I thought was originally just due to uh, lazy, you know, um, <laughs> laziness on behalf of the artist who couldn't work out where to put Dinobot in the picture. So he just stuck him on the command control screen instead. <laughs> Is it just me or does the picture just not work for you guys? It, it doesn't work for me at all. The rat trap doesn't look right. Cheetor looks 
super deformed. I mean, his shoulders are gigantic, and he's got this itty-bitty little head. And then Primal is just huge. I mean, he's bigger than Rhinox, and he was never bigger than Rhinox. I don't really have those kind of technical complaints with it. It just doesn't seem right. I mean, especially with them using the art of the Predacon ship as CJ ripped straight from the show. Mm Mm-hmm. It looks like they... It, they would have been better off if they'd actually modeled it in 3D and it gone with like that for were, the box art. It would have looked great if they did I, that. I think you're right, Awa. I, it looked like they were trying to make it look like the main frame, um, te- the main frame sto- art style. Yeah, the animation yeah. technique. But it, I'm not saying it failed miserably. It's just not doing anything for me. It, it looks weird. It looks off. I think it could have been done better. It looks like they were trying to apply last year's art style to this year's to box. a theme that it just doesn't work with. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Have, I tend to agree with you. But I the found f- the Megatron really disappointing, too. Or were we not ooh. done talking about the box art yet? Well, I'm done with no, the box. I don't know Megatron. if Curus has anything to say. I've got a bit of a problem uh, in the title. It just looks like it's been pasted on, and it's just stuck out there, and it doesn't stand out at all. You know, the dawn of future's past. Oh. God, that's ages. a horrible title. Yeah, yeah and then it... I spent ages trying to work out, is it actually an apostrophe after the E, like dawn of future is past, or dawn of future's past? I can't work it out. It's, I actually know, have that sloppy. font on my computer. It's a really crap font, unless you want to write the words Beast Wars. <laughs> and even then, it's not that great. <laughs> well, the one thing I'm wondering is, didn't, like, hasn't comic books used this title before already? Wasn't this a, an X-Men title? It's very reminiscent of X-Men titles. Yes, yes. I know yeah, there was I'd... the Dawn of Future Past, and then the Twilight of Future Present, and the... And the closer it's we get to... It's unnecessarily cryptic. Yes, that's it. yes, yes. Unnecessarily cryptic. <laughs> But, uh, well, uh, I think we've had our peace with that. Yeah. But Megatron, How about the Megatron? I'd, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I'm disappointed I, with that, too. When I first saw the um, rumors about it saying that they'd remolded Defense Cybertron Red Alert into Megatron, I thought they were going to do it as a Generation 1 one because he's got the um, cannon on the shoulder and he is visually very reminiscent of you know, um, Generation 2 hero, combat hero Megatron. And it surprised yeah. me that they were redoing him as Beast Machines, uh, Beast Wars. Beast Machines, same thing. Megatron. The Beast Machines Megatron looks fine, except for the cannon. The cannon slash missile. It, that's the same problem I have with the Red Alert toy. It is so big, and it's so out of place. And the problem I've had with most of the, um repaints for BotCon is I don't think when I looked at Megatron I would think of some kind of plane or something that flies based on his transmetal and transmetal 2 modes not a rolling missile carrier maybe that's just Mm. me did they ever make a mention of what he was in the show no they never made a mention what of any of them were in the show Mm. no but you could kind of guess I always looked at the transmetal modes as being a combination of their, their Earth and... Cybertron modes. Exactly. 
original um, or the Earth and their Cybertron modes. That's what I always saw the Transmetal <laughs> modes as. I just don't think it works as Megatron at all. It's not purple enough for one, and for two, it just doesn't quite seem to come together. I mean, the physical structure isn't quite there as far as all the proportions go. It's way too tall to be Megatron, just mm-hmm. from where I'm looking at it. And uh, the missile is just completely out of place. There had to have been other choices, even from within the Cybertron line, that would have worked better for him. Remember, I was thinking about it earlier, and... Well, they are limited because they've made Prime, um, what, 20 pound, what they called, Ultra Class, Crumple Zone. Is it Ultra Class? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, when you. They're vo- calling it Voyager. Yeah, it's Voyager. Mega Class. Mega Class, yeah. That's what I was thinking, that they wanted to stay in the same class. And so in the same class is really only. Uh, well, you could go up to the next but, class. With but I think. Uh, like, but. I think that is Ultra Class, though. And yeah. I think the mold would have worked significantly better as Scorponok than it would have Mega- as Megatron. Mm, you mean uh, Dark Scorponok? Same figure. Huh? Same figure. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway. Story 2. Story okay. 2. Beast Wars returns in the U.S. To commemorate the 10th anniversary of Beast Wars in the U.S., Hasbro re-released six of the deluxe figures and gave us new molds for Primal and Megatron. In Japan, they got the remolds of the original leader figures. Now, Toys R Us is bringing, the ja- bringing us the Japanese leader figures as well. The set will include, will include BRW Primal, Megatron, and a DVD showcasing the two toys in the cartoon. The set will retail for $39.99. Let me be the first on the podcast to say, to those of you who paid 80 bucks to import it from Japan... Ha <laughs> um, I believe that I believe there are two words that I think best describe what Awa just said, and that's, suck it. You've been watching professional wrestling lately, haven't you? No, a lot of South Park, though. Ah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I think this is pretty cool. I don't know. It's good to know it's going to be out there. Yeah, it's good to know it's going to be out. Will I buy it? I'm not so sure. This will be, if it is, then it'll be the third time I bought both of these molds. I didn't buy them the first time. I didn't buy them the second time. I'm not going to buy them this time around. I don't have any Beast Wars figures, so it's just going to pass me by. I'm just going to let it pass by. not got a single Beast Wars figures apart from the uh, Armada repaints that snuck into the end of the line. I've been quite tempted by some of the Beast Machines, but not by Beast Wars. Mm. I'd rather see Transmetal reissues. I always liked those versions better. They'd hit their stride, they finally knew what they were doing with the toys, they were more fun, and as, when they got to the Transmetals, they all looked almost identical to what we ended up with in the show. Mm-hmm. Except for Rat Trap. Rat Trap, they put the wheels on his shoulders. They had the whole backpack spin in the show as opposed to the toy. Well, still, Transmetal Rat Trap looks more like Transmetal Rat Trap in the show than Original Rat Trap looks like Original oh, Rat absolute, Trap in the show. Absolutely. <laughs> so, next story. Yes. Next story. Nemesis Prime as SDCC and Hasbro... Ooh, no, I'll start that again. Nemesis Prime at the San Diego Comic Con and Hasbro Toy Shop. According to information on Transformers.com, Alternator's Nemesis Prime will be available as a special limited edition figure at Comic-Con from July the 20th to the 23rd. The news posting also says that the figure will be available at the Hasbro Toy Shop on July the 20th 
9 a.m. Eastern, and will sell for $24.99 parts. Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and my response is, okay. Um, I will buy it, and then I'll put it on eBay. I didn't want the Prime Mold in the first place. I I actually like the Nemesis Prime version better. It does look a bit better. Than the original. It just... I just like black trucks better than red trucks. I don't know why. Yeah, well... It works better for a non-commercial truck. Yes. Well, Alternators Prime is coming out in the uh, United Kingdom later this month, and I would actually pass him up over Nemesis Prime because I've already got Masterpiece Prime on my shelf next to my Alternators. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I don't it, want it... two Primes on the same shelf, really. And so I'll get Nemesis Prime instead. I do not blame you. But... The only comment that there is to base on the if it's going to be this much of a limited edition, it kind of feels annoying that they're putting a number on it and making it a full official alternators release, which is just going to make it a pain in the butt for anybody who's trying to be a completist. Oh, well, what can you do? I think they had a limited run. They're not selling them in Japan, so they've got to sell them somewhere. I think it would have been a better move to um, release Nemesis Prime as part of the mainstream toy line and then release an alternators Prime in the colors of the Kiss Play line uh, convoy with the um, you know slightly different color legs and arms as the Comic Con exclusive, so that people have got a chance to own the um, both of the characters, but they've got their own chance to own a very slightly different, unique version of the toy, which would warrant its limited production run. That's I don't a, think yeah. anybody but Transformers geeks would even think really of that. notice that it was a difference. <laughs> Unless you actually included the Kiss Play figure with it, in which case it would creep out the American oh, buying audiences. I'm sorry, I cannot stand this Kiss Play thing. I think it is just stupid. I don't even know who some of these characters are, and I've watched just about all the Japanese shows. Have you noticed that since they made the switch over to this version of the Alternators, interest in Alternators has just about halved like all the people who are buying the die-cast Tech versions just kind of went, oh, fuck this. Yeah, pretty much. It, I know Lolita and that sort of thing is really big in Japan, but not over here. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> Remy does Titanium Prime. In his most photo, recent photo shoot, Act 415, Remy gets up close with a 6-inch titanium, titanium Optimus Prime figure. Like with all his photo galleries, Remy takes many pictures of both modes from many different angles, as well as some clear images of the packaging. The figure has yet to be released, but if Remy has a full production version of the figure, it shouldn't be long before it hits store shelves. Like with all of his photo galleries, you can find this one at tfkencon.com. That's T-F-K-E-N-K-O-N.com. Check it out. Check it out. Make your own decision. I saw it, and I thought it was great-looking. It looks awesome. It's always good to see the Remy ones for an idea of what scale they're in, too. That, my only issue with the Remy f pictures is sometimes his pictures are so good that once I get they a hold the of the figure... They make the toy look better than it is. <laughs> that, not only that, but they also make the toy look much larger than it actually is. I had that problem yeah. with the Unic with the deluxe Unicron figure, 
which I have a review up on a, a video review up on uh, YouTube that you can get to it t from tfwire.com. And uh, he's a lot smaller than I thought he was going to be. The one hmm. complaint I have about the titanium is for the size they are, they're roughly deluxe size, but they're about twice the price. And at least for the Megatron one, which we've also seen and is also up on TFCanCon, just doesn't look like it's worth it. War Within is cool enough that it might just warrant it, though. I will buy the Prime. I'm a little skittish on the Megatron, simply because that figure has almost no posability other than the fact that you can move his arms. That's my main issue. Mm. But I like the Prime figure. I really like the Prime figure. I think it's going to be an excellent figure. That it looks like it is an excellent figure. That, and I'm kind of a completist when it comes to new figures, so, yeah. I pity your wallet. Yeah, my bank account hurts at times. All right, what do you think, Curus? Oh, no, I think Curus is dead. Help me bury the body. Okay. All right. Hello. Curus? I'm back, sorry. Someone just thought they'd turn Where'd you go? on, so... <laughs> oh, that would explain a few things. I had to run yeah. up and slap a few heads together. I'm sorry. It's all right. Sorry, wait. So, next story. Jesse, if you hear this, please edit this little part out. <laughs> oh, you know he won't. <laughs> all right, I'll get to on. listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> Last story there, Curious. Oh, my turn again. The 20th yeah. anniversary DVD artwork. The official website for the upcoming 20th anniversary edition of the Transformers movie, found at TransformersTheMovieDVD.com, will slowly be revealing the cover artwork to the DVD. From now until July 21st, the website will be updated with a new puzzle piece each weekday, which showcases a small person. A small person? Uh, which showcases a small portion of the artwork. On the 21st of July, the unveiling of the entire cover will take place. The 20th anniversary DVD is scheduled to hit retail this November. Hmm. This is a very odd small piece of artwork, and it would be quite fun stitching it all together over the next couple of days, but at the moment all I can see is maybe Bumblebee's hand and maybe Sludge's leg. Yeah, I think that's... I think you're right. It, actually, I think it's kind of upside down, because that's definitely Bumblebee's hand, and... Spike is tumbling around in, or either Spike or Jazz. I think it's Jazz yeah, tumbling around I in the background. But there aren't any and, doors hanging up his back. And a Dinobot leg. I don't know. I, it's not enough to go on. It's not a bad idea, but at the same time, it's like, why are you guys doing this to us? <laughs> it doesn't seem like news, really. It seems like, hey, we don't actually have anything cool to show you yet, so... Here, look at this! <laughs> Look at this very limited edition, tiny, uber tiny puzzle piece. But you know, by next week we'll have a, we'll hopefully have more pieces to look at, and and July twenty first is not that far away. We're looking at maybe, no. geez, not two weeks, less than two yep. weeks. So, hey, by listen, that cover will be done and will be out and shown to the world before our anniversary episode, so... Yep. So, we ready for the discussion topic? No, I believe we else? are, sir. Okay, we'll go to the discussion topic. Awa. Alright, our say? discussion topic. 
Wait, what did I say? What, what, with what, what, and the what, what, and the where, where, and the who, who, and the what? All right. <laughs> it's crazy. Most Transformers fans have fond memories of Beast Wars and even going back to G1 that just stick with them and characters that they've loved for years. But if you look at the most recent Transformers series, you don't see people making those kind of connections, except David Willis's odd obsession with Hotshot. So, what has made certain characters out of the Transformers saga so near and dear to our hearts, and why does it seem like the more recent series have been somewhat lacking? I'd have Any to, thoughts? I think that one of the big reasons is writing. I think we've got the original G1 series and Beast Wars were written by American and Canadian writers. The latest series, and I think we just lost Curus. I'm inviting him back in. Okay. The latest series were have been written by Japanese and then poorly, poorly, poorly translated by Americans, I'm assuming. But also, I think the voice acting is also a big thing. I believe it just you look at you just look at what we've gotten for Cybertron. We have one guy doing three different voices, and they all sound the same. Alright. Anyway, I'm not sure it's 100%... Well, it's it does probably come down to uh, a degree of the show production, and the fiction just hasn't quite seemed as interesting lately, you know? I mean, I think some of the problem is that there haven't been as interesting characters lately. They've all kind of been cookie cutters rather than being... Uh, Actual, fully realized, three-dimensional characters. Uh, I mean, each one will usually get some time in the more recent Mm -hmm. shows to try to uh, figure it out and sell it to uh, whoever's listening as, like, a show character, but I'm a... I I completely agree with you. How many times are we going to get the young, spunky Transformer Autobot who is going to be, by the... in the beginning of the show, be this really irresponsible, hot-headed, and then by the end, mature guy. Well, if you look at it, we've had that going all the way back to Beast Wars and G1. I can't think Cheetor of... and Rodimus. It, she, um, Hot Rod was, I think, the first. Hot Rod was definitely the first. But... And then Cheetor, you can't say wasn't no, exactly no, oh the same it, character Cheetor, as Hot Shot's been. Cheetor, and Cheetor was exactly the same character. Then we had Hot Shot, yeah. and Hot Shot, and... Uh, Exilion in Galaxy, Galaxy Force and Force. Hotshot yeah. in the in Cybertron. Here's the thing, though. It's practical. I mean, even in Beast Wars and G1, you had the same archetypes. But, I mean, even though in G1 and Beast Wars you had characters that were based on the same archetypes, which were probably handed down by Hasbro on, like, the bi- biographical information for the characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. For G1 and Beast Wars, you had creative writers. And even for Beast Wars, people who were just looking for an opportunity to flex what they could do with writing a character and coming up with new premises, whereas it seems like the Japanese writing staffs are more concerned about churning it out and making a buck, which, frankly, I mean, that's what everyone does, but... Yeah, sadly. They... 
the other thing, it could be that there's just a degree of uh, different sensibilities based on where they're being produced. That... Although it does seem like we've been hearing the same epic plot for like the past three or four Transformers series, yeah, rather same... than getting character-based stories like we like in the American series. I, I, I have to agree with you again on that point. It, the Japanese stories were very all-encompassing, end-of-the-world, Final Fantasy-type stories without the big character development. The U.S. stories were much more character-focused and character-driven. Yeah. And I really... The big stories don't work without having the character basis in the first place, though. Right. And I really miss the U.S. storytelling idea with good writers, and I don't need these Doom stories, these save-the-universe stories anymore. I think if they... If the rumors that they're going... that the U.S. is doing their own cartoon again... I say get a hold of the people that wrote the original Transformers series and have them write a new one. That actually reminds me of something. You know why Beast Wars had such good writing on it? Larry DeTillo? I mean, just in general, even when they got guest writers? Why? They're... Well... Yeah. And then individual episodes? There's a basically an overlap just about everybody who wrote for Beast Wars also wrote an episode for Babylon 5 at one point or another oh yeah I forgot about that you know I I have to wonder I wonder who wrote the Rhinox Beans episode that would be J. Michael Straczynski you're kidding kidding. (laughs) yes I'm kidding okay I want to know who wrote that episode so I can see what else he's written, because the Rhinox scene at the end of that episode is one of my all-time favorites. All right, what was the name of that episode? Dark Voyage? Dark Forest or something like that? Or Beans Beans, the Magical Fruit? I don't know. Dark Voyage, episode 1.20, written by Samuel... Warren Joseph. He also wrote the episode Fear of Victory for Batman and an episode of... No, wait, that's a TV movie called Off Your Rocker. Thank you, International Movie Database. (laughs) Yes, the IMDb. IMDb, when you have to know what someone did in Hollywood. Yep. Well... I think that answers our discussion topic. Yeah, just... Unless Curious wants to do anything to weigh in. Since he was flopping in and out. Alright. Alright. So, shall we go through the listener questions real fast? I gotta get going in a minute. Yay, listener questions. Alright, first question... Uh, first, we need to mention, we need more listener questions. Please send yes. them to tfwire at gmail.com or post them in our forums. And our first question comes from Stevo. What are Who your writes? thoughts? What? I thought I was going to read those, but... Oh, sorry. You go ahead. Okay. Stevo writes, What are your thoughts on the new Titanium War Within figures coming out? I love the 6-inch, hate the 3-inch. I'm happy with both the 3-inch and the 6-inch. It's good to see the designs used somewhere. Yes, Thundercracker is going to rock. 
Alright. Second question comes from Matthew. If you could change any event in Transformers history, what would it be? Um, Alright. Now, for me, I think I would actually get rid of the Micromasters, the Minicon... Or I would get rid of the Micromasters, and I would get rid of the Action Masters. I would change it so that those two things never existed. I hated those things. They were not fun. They were... They were also towards the death of the line, and I'd rather not them exist anymore. All right. That and I'd make the pretenders not suck. All right, I've got two answers. One for inside continuity. I would maybe spin off a storyline where when Megatron is back in time and shoots Optimus Prime in the head at the end of Season 2 of Beast Wars, he's Mm -hmm. just dead, and the Maximals can do absolutely nothing to try to fix it. And then it spins off to the future with the Maximals and the Predacons, where the Predacons have been in complete control since the Decepticons easily won the Great War. That, I think, would have been an awesome show. And as far as inside continuity approach, uh, I would have made Beast Machines not, you know... Exist? No, um... I would have just made them approach it differently, still as intelligently as they did, but with the art style not as off-putting, and maybe change up the pacing a bit and the story a bit so that it was more appealing so that we would keep getting stories in that universe instead of switching over to just importing the Japanese cartoons. That and maybe making the Maximal toys a little better. Yeah. Beast Machines always did feel emptier than Beast Wars. I totally agree. I think that was an issue with this. One of the issues I've had is just it felt emptier. You're right. Maybe that was intentional. And final question. Bob Marley asks, what do you think of female Transformers? <laughs> well, for a, uh, for a race that apparently doesn't have gender... Um... I actually like the idea of female Transformers. I think the override character in Cybertron being female wasn't bad. I just think the writing in the show was terrible, and they gave them all these horribly corny lines. If it was decent writing, it would have been better. But I have no problem with female Transformers at all. In fact, I'd like to see some more. I just don't want the stereotype female of, oh, I'm female. The damsel in distress syndrome thing? Yes, exactly. I loved Black Arachnia. I thought she was fantastic in Beast Wars. And good in, and somewhat good in Beast yeah. Machines. Black Arachnia was a good character. I mean, there's two ways that you can approach uh, female Transformers and have it work. One is to just basically ignore any differences in gender, have a female voice act, and just keep going with that. Well, 2 was the way they did it in Beast Wars, where evil, cunning female character uses the fact that she's a female to actually her benefit at some points, which actually does make a point that a villain female character does seem to work a bit better than a heroic female character, because the heroic female character does tend to slip into the whole damsel in distress syndrome thing. And then the third option is the way some fans have rationalized RC, which is have the female Transformer as the oddity that they've actually tried to create as a experiment-slash-liaison with Earth to just try to, try to understand the concept of gender. Although that's actually harder to do in any 
non fan fictiony kind of premise. So, yeah, whatever. I think we've taken a massive step backwards with the writing of female characters. Uh, originally, we had RC, and at the original Generation One episodes, they used to have a short segment at the end saying, you know, plugging a couple of characters or toys or things in the universe. And I was watching one the other day, and it went Springer, the mighty helicopter. Who showers death down from the skies? Ultra Magnus, the mighty soldier leader, who turns into a cat. RC, the girl, and that was it. They just summed up RC's entire character with one word, which was girl. And, and then we kind of moved into um, more complex uh, female depictions with Black Arachnia. And then Chromia. in Chromia. Transformers Galaxy Force, um, Thunderblast. In what's she called in the Japanese version? Chromia. Yeah, it's just characterizing. And like, then she like closes into it. And every time she transforms, yeah. she does a sort of little striptease dance inside the thing, and then her eyes light up and she blows a kiss towards cameras and then hearts everywhere and we're just back to the whole sort of hmm oh look, this transformer is a, a girl. And that's it. But they really didn't play that up with override. I think they were trying to go more for a Chromia slash Thunderblast, the idea that she's basically I mean the original premise that they used on the show is like she's based off of the original concept of mermaids and stuff like that where they'd actually try to lure sailors to their deaths. She's cute, but she uses her cuteness for evil, which if they'd maybe done a better job of showing that it would have worked a bit better. In the yeah, if I know you've seen the Japanese subs, right, Awa? Yeah, I watched the entire series in Japanese subs. Yeah, and that you're exactly right. That's what she said. They it was stated flat out that she was the destroyer of sailor ships, and she used her she used her powers for evil, quote unquote. And there were a few episodes where she'd like just completely destroy a boat for no apparent reason, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just run around flirting with everything. <laughs> That's all she did in yeah. Japanese series. <laughs> It was a... The premise wasn't bad, but the execution could have used some work. Yes. Which I think can and be said of most female Transformer expeditions other than Black Arachnia. They spot on... Expedition? Nailed. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... I totally agree. I think that female Transformers, we need more of them, but they need to be given... They need to be on the same level as the male, male quote-unquote, Transformers. Yeah. And they need to be given the same attention to detail as well, and the same depth of character. Unfortunately, in the most current series, that means practically none. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Except in the bios, which they actually do a pretty good job on. Oddly and the enough, online yes. Stuff. The bios are fantastic. I just wish they ran it through with the show. Yep. Well, I think that's all we've got for this week. Yep, I think we're done. So, this is Awa64 saying, Sayonara from Minicon Monthly. This is Spada saying, uh, see you on the internet. And this is Curious saying, But you hang me out to try